Hello, this is Comfortably Unconventional with your host, me, Lena Caroline. If you are returning to the podcast, thank you. I know there's like a long hiatus there uh, for a hot minute. And <laughs> we, we have a lot to catch up on, that's for sure. Um, Wow. Okay. I obviously have taken a long break. Um, I've had a lot of things go down in my life recently, and I kind of, like, I was planning on eventually, like, starting a new season on the podcast, too. Because, you know, it just felt like time. But I don't know. I didn't know how to start the season for the longest time. And I was away from it for so long, I just didn't really know how to come back to it. And safe to say that life has been a really big roller coaster during my time away. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on and I didn't have access to my equipment for a while because I was in the process of moving. So, I want to talk about breakups today. And it's a sucky topic, but it's something that happens to just about everyone at some point in time. You fall in love, or you feel like you're in love with someone, and for some reason, whether you have to break up with them, or they break up with you, or it's a mutual breakup, you end up hurt. And there is a ex- there's an experience of, of a type of grief. Um, because you lose that person in the way, in the way that you knew them and their place in your life, no matter what happens, even if you stay in contact, their, their place in your life changes and, you know, your relationship, it changes or it's completely gone and, um, you grieve the loss of a person that you've let in so close to your life that's not going to be there that way anymore. And, you know, I've I've had my own experience with this sort of thing now. And specifically, I wanted to talk about kind of dealing with the grief of breakups. You know, I've, I've heard people say that you know, when someone cheats on you or when someone does something you basically really fucked up that there's something to be angry about and you're like, you're given a reason that you know that person absolutely does not deserve to be in your life anymore. Like, you put your foot down and you still feel hurt and you still experience a type of grief. But you can at least take some relief in the fact that what you did was best for you in a way that you're cleansing negativity out of your life. Now, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I have been through some tumultuous relationships um, with really bad endings. And, you know, there's always something that I left where I was like, 
you know, they really fucked me over. They lied, they cheated, etc. Now, for the first time in my entire life, a few months ago, I experienced a different kind of breakup with a totally different feel. You know, I was in a long-term relationship. Um, We had taken a lot of steps forward together. We moved to a new place together. We lived in the same house together. Um, You know, and to the point where we're like looking at engagement and this is like this was the person that I was realistically looking at spending my life with you know we like I said moved together started building a life together we were building our careers together we were talking about the future and this was a different experience for me because really nobody did anything wrong Well, we both made mistakes, obviously. Um, We both had our issues. But we, you know, he didn't do anything to really fuck me over. And I would say that I didn't really do anything to severely fuck him over. Um, We had issues in the past, but we chose to try and work through them and move forward. Um, I was always honest, and I believe that he was always honest. And in reality, this was such a tough lesson for me to learn because just because someone is a good person and just because you love them still doesn't make a relationship. And I had a lot of trouble processing our breakup because there was nothing for me to really be angry about. I, I wasn't angry at him. I went through stages where I definitely did feel anger, but it was more like, I need to make a villain out of this person because I don't know how to process what's going on. You know, and wrestling with that idea in your head where like, this person has been in my life for so long, I thought they were my person, it's not working anymore, why isn't it working? You know, you get an idea that if two people love each other enough, you can work through anything. And um, sometimes that's just not true, I guess. And sometimes, like in my case, you have to stop romanticizing things. You know, I'm an imaginative, I'm a creative, I watch movies, I read books, that's how... I I viewed relationships through that lens that that is what they should be and, you know, what they should feel like and what they should look like. And that is not really reality. Because in this past relationship that I had, I learned that you can have all of this stuff that's good. You can have two people that genuinely want to make something work that genuinely have very strong feelings for each other, that, you know, are, are trying to work through things. Um, you know, you can have loyalty and that commitment and love and, you know, communication, which is obviously something I struggled with a little bit, but you can have all of these things 
And if your morals and values do not align with that person, you're not going to be able to last. And that sounds obvious, but it's not. (laughs) At least it's not to me. I don't know if that's been anyone else's experience, but, you know, everybody's different and so it's really hard to distinguish what what are my makes and breaks in a relationship um i guess i don't want to speak too strongly on another person's views but it part of the issues that um me and my my ex were having for example was the fact that he kind of had more for lack of better term, traditional viewpoints on what a relationship should look like, which I'm not sitting here and saying that's a bad thing. That works for some people, and that is what some people want. I feel like in many ways I tried to kind of fit the description of what he was looking for for a while because I thought that's maybe what I wanted. Um, well, it turns out that's not really how I'm wired. It's not how I work and it's not what I believe in. And, you know, that was just one of the things. And there was a lot of, I guess, I don't want to say political ideas, but kind of along those lines of like women's rights, um, you know, LGBT plus rights, things like that, um, that I am a very, I have very strong opinions about and they, those opinions sprout from my morals and values, like of who I am as a person. And we didn't really align on that kind of stuff at all. And for a long time, I thought that that is just, you know, those are just opinions. Those are politics. You can have deferring opinions from the person that you're with, that you're friends with, etc. But I kind of learned, I guess, that your morals and values that go into the decisions and, you know, the opinions you create about a lot of political issues, they're, they're seated in your morals and values as a person. So, if you differentiate in your morals and values as a person from your potential life partner, and you have to possibly raise children together, and you have to make hard decisions in life together, you have to be on the same page. And we were not on the same page at all. And like I said, this is not me sitting here saying that he's a bad person or that he has bad morals or values. They just deferred from mine. And it affected our relationship a lot more than I thought it would because when we would make decisions off of our own morals and values, the other would strongly question who they were as a person. And I would feel like I was offending him by making certain decisions. You know, it just kind of... It sucks. And I... You know, I want to be real here. I've gone through my share of breakups. 
and I have cried over breakups before and I have felt sad and I maybe had a, a couple cries off and on. You know, my first relationship, I feel like I cried the most. And, you know, when you get cheated on, it hurts. Like, I definitely shed some tears over being cheated on. But it was like one time, you know, or like two times or maybe like a couple times in the next couple of weeks in the car. But like with this final breakup or I guess this most recent breakup that I had, I... <laughs> I experienced a level of grief that I have had such a hard time describing to other people. Like, earth shattering. Like, in that moment, it feels like your world is falling apart. And you are literally brought to your knees. It feels like your chest is caving in. You can't breathe. And you are, like, scream-sobbing in the bathroom. And then you continually cry for the next two weeks every time you think about them. <laughs> that was my experience with this past breakup. I have never, ever experienced something like that. And I was feeling such a deep level of grief in accepting that this person was no longer going to be in my life. And it's been a very slow transition. We've moved in together. It kind of felt like we were going through a divorce because we had to split assets and try to figure out, you know, th so many things we bought together that were like, well, this is a necessity, but, you know, he bought it, but he doesn't use it. So do I take it? Like, that stuff gets really complicated. It was like like our own mini divorce and so everything was it's been very drawn out and you know after a few weeks I kind of got out of those initial like debilitating feelings of grief and actually started to feel a little bit normal again and you know I I'm what an old friend of mine used to call a serial monogamist, where I have been very guilty of having these one-year relationships or like one-and-a-half-year relationships. And when things start to go south, and this takes a lot for me to admit this, but this is just the truth, and I feel like this is quite common in our time, especially with social media, I had someone lined up ready to catch my fall when that breakup happened. I did not stop and take time to process. I jumped into something new right away because it made me feel good. It made me feel good that I had that ability. It made me feel good that I didn't have to process being alone or process the grief of losing that person because I had a new one to take their place. Now, I feel like what people don't talk about is when you do that in breakups, at least this is how I feel about it, is that you almost have this accumulation, I feel like, of grief. It's almost like it just sits there waiting for you to finally stop. And then you feel all of it. Um, you know, I've obviously, the whole purpose of this podcast is that I, I made it 
primarily, you know, not only to help other people and share my experiences and maybe have someone relate and help them process things as well, but to process my own experiences and to make peace with them and kind of put them out into the world and, I don't know, process them. Um, I guess I did take one break after one of my past relationships and it was for about maybe six months and I still had like situationships in there and like you know talking to people flirting to people going on dates like I wouldn't really call it a true break and then it's like this relationship ended and for the first time in my life I just relish being alone and I'm, I don't necessarily think that's like a bad thing. I think it's very necessary for me at this point in time in my life. But it's also kind of a shocking thing because I just used to be this addict of attention, an addict of love. And I constantly needed it. I needed to have someone all the time. Even up until this past relationship, I was like that and... You know, I just lost my identity in the people that I was dating every single time. Because I was with people that I knew in, like, in my soul that they would not accept me as I am. And I had to be something else to be what they wanted. Which is such a, like, fundamental mistake, but so easy to do, especially in people who have like a history of trauma, a history of abuse, you know, some of you might very well relate to this, is that you, to feel love, to feel love when you've gone through stuff like that and to feel like actual acceptance, you have feelings that you would do almost anything to have that, even if it's not even like real, just a glimpse of it. You would change yourself to make the person that you like or you love happy. In turn, making yourself miserable. And I guess the part, as, as I was acting this out and not really being aware of what I was doing, I was also building resentment towards my partners because I would not be able to express who I was as a person. So, yeah, it's been, let's see, it's been like three months, I think, since stuff started going down, but I think everything's been finalized for about two, two months single. And I like it. I like having my own place. I'm very career focused right now. I like not having to answer to anybody and I like being unapologetically me and not have to worry about being judged for it. 
and to not have to worry about the relationship drama and to not have to worry about, are they cheating on me are they looking at girls instagrams like to actually have a genuine break from that is kind of refreshing there are parts of breakups and this is i think what makes him so bittersweet is there's feelings that you'll never have when you're with someone I think people, especially in our history, especially for women, they have made it such a crime for a woman to not want to get married and have babies. And a lot of people, you know, they talk about what it feels like to be in love and to be with someone, and those are all wonderful feelings. And it's wonderful to find someone that is loyal and committed to you and willing to be there with you through sickness and health and until death do you part and all of that great stuff but there are feelings of being single that can only be felt while being single and people don't talk about it enough when you are a single woman like anything is possible <laughs> And everything that happens, you know, you know you did for yourself. You did that. No one else did it for you. No one else helped you. And, and you have that freedom. And you have that ability to be yourself and be at peace. And to express your soft femininity and to feel safe within yourself. And that's important too. And I think you need to have that before you are able to attract even the type of person that you should be for you to spend your life with, if that's something that you even want to do. But there's a lot of strong negative feelings involved with breakups that sometimes make it hard to see that sometimes. And, you know, me and my friend were talking about this and she's been single for a while now. She got out of a very long-term relationship and she's been single for, you know, a longer period of time, um, a year or two or something like that. And, um, you know, you, you do miss having someone sometimes too. You know, sometimes it sucks to go to bed alone, especially if you got used to having someone. Uh, it sucks sometimes not having someone to come home to until your day two or to get a hug or, you know, those sweet things that a partner can offer you. That's sad to lose. Um, you know, obviously it's something that friends and family can offer you too in some ways, but, um, there's something about, you know, special about it with the person that you are in a relationship with. Um, it can be tough. It can be tough being alone, too. Um, you really kind of, you know, you spend a lot of time alone and you're forced to kind of confront things about yourself that maybe you didn't have to when you're in a relationship and you have you're forced to confront your issues you know there's a lot of things that I thought about myself before going into 
my past relationship that I came out and I'm like, man, that's not really accurate. <laughs> like, this is like something I need to work on. This is something that needs to be improved upon because, you know, I made this decision and that decision and that's not really who I want to be. That's not what I align with morally. And, you know, having issues with mental health can make it even harder to regulate that. That's something I struggle with is, you know, impulsive, poor decision making, even though you know it's not right. I don't know if anyone else deals with that. I, th I think that's common in like, um, you know, many mental health disorders and something I've struggled with quite a bit um, that being said though you know if you're going through a breakup or you're months out after a breakup or whatever you know your feelings really change over time like when that first breakup happens and it's like a very serious breakup for the first couple of weeks you do, I you're like a zombie dude like <laughs> especially if you're like a a deep feeler or you're a very emotional person you just like don't even want to like do anything it's just straight depression but you get past those points and you start to process things and you start to realize that your world does not revolve around that person and it never did. You're your own person, you have your own story and it obviously doesn't include them. So things get better, you start to move forward, you start to make peace with the things that you can't change and you start to notice the other beautiful things about life that maybe you didn't while you were in love. And that in itself is a very beautiful thing. So, I think that I'm going to end the episode there. I'm happy to be back. I, I hope I still have some listeners out there. If I do, I appreciate you being here. And welcome to season two of Comfortably Unconventional. See you next time.